What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here with another episode of Two Tree Guys. Uh, sitting here with Mr. Bob, working for TCIA. Yes, sir. All yes, right, sir. man. Thank Welcome. You yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, and this is another episode of hearing your story. You know, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a unique story to uh, share with people that are out there driving right now and listen to it. And we want to hear your story, Bob. Yeah, so for sure. I, yeah. Tell, tell us about tell us about yourself and tell us how you, you got into this industry. Well, I mean, the way I got in isn't necessarily unique. It's just, you know, sort of a way that a lot of folks overlook. You know, I go all the way back to high school. You know, I was fortunate enough. I went to a high school that had a a tremendous vocational program with, uh, well, a a system, really, with a lot of different programs in it. You know, diesel tech, uh, even dairy farming and things like that. But we also had a great forestry program. Uh, And, you know, through that, you know, I got... Uh, forest technology education i got arboriculture uh, education um and more than that i got the opportunity to actually compete in in forestry through the future farmers of america what 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 school was this this is alvern high school in hudson new hampshire it was a vocational school yeah that's awesome i'm from ohio and we had one just like that uh called penna county okay i went there because my grades sucked and uh, the football coach told me, hey, if you want to play football, you're going to have to go to this place. But I went there and I did, took business. They had art, arboriculture. They had okay. hair, hair, diesel mechanic. I mean, it's beautiful. It's awesome. That's great. And I, and I encourage that for everybody to go to a vocational school. Get out yeah. of high school, you know, that crap. Yeah. Go learn a trade because that's what yeah. we need. And uh, I mean, unfortunately, uh, like there's a lot of young kids that are not in states that really have a system like that where there is the vocational yeah. uh, sector as well. Like I'm, f- I'm familiar with Massachusetts has a lot of that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of vocational schools down there. And, you know, New Hampshire wasn't necessarily like that. You know, it, it's um, most high schools don't have. Uh, vo- like they actual don't. vocational training in, in New Hampshire, um, it, you know, most of them just have, you know, a wood shop and uh, if you know, they have a wood shop, shop anymore. Yeah. I mean, most of them got rid of that program. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, it's not necessarily unique. It's just one that not too many people hear yeah. in the industry. Um, what made you want to take uh, forestry in this? Uh, actually, so when I was in middle school, I kind of just like latched on to one of the older kids in the neighborhood um, who was in forestry at Alvern. And like, I thought that that was really cool. His dad got him a chainsaw while he was still in high school. So he was always, you know, fiddling with it in the backyard. I thought that was just awesome. And, you know, then like when I was in eighth grade, he actually got the chance to compete in the Future Farmers of America uh, at the their national event uh, back when it was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and this was in the early 2000s, and it, like he showed me the pictures that he took when he came back, and I was like, "That's awesome! I want to, I, I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. Like it's just these these massive crowds, these these huge groups of, you know, I mean." It, it part of it seemed, you know, I don't want to say nerdy, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's some, you know, there was some of it where, you know, 
the forestry students are competing and, you know, they're going through, you know, probably a compass and pace portion of the competition or something, but they're all sitting around with clipboards and stuff. Yeah. Like, not at, not it's not like all action pieces. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So but then but then like you know, the the FFA chapters, they you know, they go to state fairs and everything and you know, they do sort of junior woodsman events and things like that. And so my freshman year I hit high school and uh, you know, I I went straight into the forestry program. And um, the fun thing about it is uh, I had a great teacher who became a phenomenal mentor for me in my life. Uh, his name is Rick Martineau. Uh, and Rick is actually on the Husqvarna team. Is he? Yes. What? Yes, yes. On the other side of the room. He was at your high school? So he was our teacher. Really? He was our forestry teacher. Nice. So, yeah, he taught at Alvern for eight years. And then he moved on to another high school. Uh, in northern New Hampshire. I'm not sure how long he was there before he went over to Team Husqvarna. Uh, you know, so, how long has he been with uh, Husqvarna? Um, honestly, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. So, um, I'd say maybe 10 years. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I so I, I went through four years in Rick's program. Um, we competed nationally through FFA as well. We were in Indianapolis Sweet. in 2006. Um, it, you know, it was really an awesome ride, a lot of fun. Got to learn how to use equipment, chainsaws, skitters, and everything in high school. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I came out of high school and I, I continued on in the industry. I, I worked in tree care uh, in southern New Hampshire for three years, and um, the recession hit. And it, it kind of like started to hit our area a little hard. Mm -hmm. um, not that I, you know, I'm a young kid. I didn't really have a really good understanding of what was going on. But, uh, you know, I was frustrated with where I was at. Um, at, the, at the time, a lot of the tree care companies were, you know. What year was this? Yeah, this was 2009. 2009. And so a lot of the tree care companies in, in the area in southern New Hampshire, um, you know, were not. Phone, you know, the phone calls stopped. People yeah. calling. Yeah, the phone the phone calls stopped, and it, you know they they were all you know rightfully prioritizing the employees who had been with them for a while, yeah. uh, and things like that. It it just it didn't matter how much experience you had. You know, not that I'm not saying like I had like ten years experience or anything like that, but I had three years at that point. You know, I was climbing. Uh, I was always trying to learn. Um, but I was also in a spot where I didn't really have a mentor in my life at that point, uh, in my day to day, uh, sort of leading me, you know, telling me, you know, Hey, let's go to this TCI expo or anything like that. Yeah. So at that point in 2009, um, and, and going through some other personal things, uh, I actually left and I joined the army where I spent six years, um, totally left New Hampshire, left tree care behind and everything um what made you just want to join the army uh honestly i wanted to do it in high school um and then i i put it off what year uh, did you graduate to, high school uh this so that was uh 2007 2007 yeah. so yeah, 2007, 2007 you're out there in the workforce yep. a couple years and then you're like you know what i'm gonna join the army yeah yeah gotcha so and and then so i, I spent six years in the army, I got out and, you know, I, I got very fortunate. I lucked out. I got a job with uh, Michelin, with a Michelin group company, actually, uh, selling fleet tracking. And, it, you know, I 
I, I, I say I lucked out again because I ended up with a great mentor there as well um, who really taught me a, a lot about sales and, you know, corporate culture uh, and things like that. And uh, Michelin, is it, they're a great employer. They're a top 10 global employer. Um, and he really helped me see the value uh, in seeking employment with places that have really good culture really healthy culture mm-hmm. um you know and one and ones that you know foster their but employees. how do you know getting in that a company has great culture and i did fostering but i'll like, be honest but I like he's teaching there. you how to so, look so how do you now how do you look and how do you know because there's individuals yeah. that are like man i don't want to work with this company anymore i yeah. know they don't have the culture i want to be how does somebody go out there and find that yeah so i so i can actually um <laughs> that kind of spills into how i ended up with tcia um, so while I was still with Michelin, uh, you know, I was working remote and this was even before COVID. So, but I was working remote all the time and it just started to take an effect on me. I just like, I, I felt socially and mentally disconnected from so many people that I just, I needed to move on. And at the time I saw this posting for tree care industry association. I'm like, okay, what's that? And I looked at the role and I was like, this is too easy. Oh, and, it, and it's 15 minutes away from me. All right. So I, I applied for it and um, I got I got a call. I, I um, who got call, the screening call. So uh, Christy Hiller with uh-huh. TCIA called me. Uh, she went through all the screening and she was so kind. She was so clear on what their process was and next steps. Uh, and I just I, I, I was really sort of. I don't know, uplifted, I guess, um, by by that call that I, that I was instantly open to any follow up that they got that, that they gave me, um, and you know, shortly after that, I I got the call from uh, Mike Rennie, who's our vice president of sales and marketing, and um, or excuse me, membership and marketing, and you know, he he wanted to interview me um, to bring me in and meet with him and and my director, and. As soon as I went in, like there was just, there was something to the office itself. I, you know, if you've never been to TCIA's office, in, I've never been in Manchester, New Hampshire. I've been waiting for. An we'll invite. have to make I've it happen. Waiting. We'll have to make Amy, it happen. Bob. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So we'll have to make it happen because it's it's nice. It's in a, it's in a really old mill building. I couldn't. It's it's over two hundred years old. Um, but you know, nice woodwork, which I'm a sucker for anyway. Yeah. You know, I've been around trees since I was a kid. So, you know, but I went in, but the, and it just had like this, this office buzz. Like you ever hear people talk, talk about that. And, you know, people were communicating, people were getting along, people were joking in the background. Um, and, and I'm, I walk around and, you know, everybody is just, you know, conducting themselves in, in like such a good way, such a healthy way. Now, why, why was TCI like this and other companies? are not like this. What was you know, it they were doing? So TCIA is really good with internal communication. Um, we're really good at, you know, we, we really focus on fostering good relationships with mm-hmm. employees, with coworkers and everything like that. Um, TCIA is really big on good, healthy culture. 
Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the person who drives a lot of that is our president CEO, David White. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he talks on this all the time at, our, you know, at TCI Expo, at uh, Executive Arbor's workshops and, and all over the place. And, you know, everybody is we're all bought into it because it's ju- it just makes it such a good, healthy place to work. That's it. What you just said there is. You're bought in, right? You're yeah. bought in. You guys all understand the why you're there. You mm-hmm. guys are all focused on the same mission yes. as a company. And when everybody's aligned on that same North Star and they're bought in as one, you guys work as one. hundred people are going there for the job or for I need to make pay bills. Of course, that all comes with it. But they're focused on a different why they're there. But when everybody you can get them all on the same page like that, you create that type of culture that TCI has. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. Bought in. Bought in. Yeah. It's it, it's it's critical to have buy-in yeah. at this point, you know, and especially where we work in such a unique community. We work in a community. Tree Care is a community. Yep. You know, you, you see it at events like this where, you know, everyone from across the country has known each other for so long. Uh, if they haven't, they will by the end of the day. It's That's how it's going to feel by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You it know. Is. There, there's there's so many characters uh, in the industry, and everyone is open and friendly. Uh, when you when you go to tree care events, it doesn't matter who's running them. You know, it's it's special. It is. It really I mean, is. last night uh, was a special event. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was a good time, man. Just yeah, with everybody, was. I felt like I've known everybody there, even though it was the first time of myself ever meeting them before. Yeah. You know, because it has that culture, you know, we're all like-minded. We're all focused mm-hmm. on the same thing, making this industry better, elevating the standard, continue mm-hmm. to grow and help each other out. Uh, and it felt that way amongst everybody in there. That That's absolutely it. You know, we, we all chip in and help drive each other to improve. Um, it, I mean, I can tell you one example from last night, you know, shout out to um, to Dustin Goodman, you know, getting everybody to come outside and, and you know, watch the footlocking, you know, Dustin, he's, he's a cool dude. He is. <laughs> he, cool is. he is. Full he, of energy. I can't he, keep up he, with him. Uh, can anybody? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just like, dude, you got it going on every time. Just full 100%. It doesn't yeah. shut off. Yeah, I like you know, it. But no, he, he kept going through the building, you know, getting more people to go outside and watch. That's and, cool. You know, with it, without even telling people you need to come outside, just like telling people what's going on and, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, I want to come see that. You know, but the, you, you go out and, like, I mean, I, I'll tell you, climbers are truly are, are truly unique in this industry. The way they communicate, the way they intermingle, mm-hmm. um, and the way they take advantage of all these opportunities to network and, and learn from yeah. each other. I mean, seeing them at competitions, uh, going to the competitions mm-hmm. and watching them where any other sport out there, uh, their competitors, they're like, screw them. How do I get them to lose? I'm going to beat them. I hate them. You know, yeah. that comp- not in tree climbing competitions. They're there coaching their fellow competitors, helping them, yes. cheering them on. Yes. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in any competition like that. You know, it's a, it's a unique culture that's here in this type of industry. And I, I, I think like what, what you said right there with, with the climbing competitions, you know, that's why like myself personally, I push as many people as I can to go to more of those events and take their employees to them. Yeah. You know, because that's how, that's how you get more buy-in. Oh, gosh. Every single person that comes on the show, you know, the time that that switch, you know, it's switched on in their brain that this is what I'm going to do. 
I want more. I want more education. They got hungry was when they seen a competition or somebody taught them there. But a lot of these guys, when they went to their first competition mm -hmm. and then the next competition, the next one, they excelled of what might have took them 10 yeah. years to get to. They got there in three years because they surrounded themselves by some of the best in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. You just and you just have to be open to it. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, just just take the first step and, and, you know, the rest of it will come to you in this industry. So let me ask you, what tip from the top, you know, being in this industry is since you were a little kid and being mm -hmm. around it and in high school and going to the army, um, what what's some wisdom and what's some nugget or a little boost that you can give someone out there today that's listening and driving? And yeah, so I, I think be humble is, is one of the biggest ones for me. Um, and you know, just get, get out there, you know, don't, you know, wall, put up walls around yourself in this industry, uh, get out there, network, meet people, uh, sit in sessions, be driven and learn. Yes. So yeah, yeah if, there, if there, if there's two things, it's be humble and be driven and get on a podcast, tell your story, and get on a podcast <laughs> to tell your story. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this is going to go Absolutely. all over the world. Everybody's going to yeah. listen to this and it's, uh, you don't know what words you've said today is going to affect someone's life, you know, today yeah. in a positive way. So everybody, man, Bob, appreciate you. Appreciate yeah, you being no on problem. the show no today, problem. guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, be humble, guys. Get out there. Meet people. Doors open up. Go through them. Uh, I hope everybody has a great day today. And uh, we'll see you next time. And remember to continue elevating the standard through education, training, and innovation. See you guys. <laughs>